0: your word in our hearts and in our minds, Lord, that we can comprehend and understand your plan for Israel. Lord, your word is here, Lord. It's uh, it's, it's plain to see. And help us, Lord, to, to take it line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. Oh, God, and help us to understand and be doers of your word. And we thank and praise you, Lord, tonight in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So in uh, Romans chapter 9, uh, let's begin reading. Uh, let's read together uh, from uh, Romans chapter 9, starting at verse 1. Amen. We'll give them a second to uh, get that on the screen. Amen. While they're doing that, Brother Bob, could you give us a testimony? Uh there's your microphone.
1: <laughs> I I re- I I ran into a lady at McDonald's. I um uh, maybe you heard me tell you many times uh, I frequent McDonald's. <laughs> and uh Don't we all? Uh we begin uh, began to talk and find out that she was a Christian and uh we shared the to confess to each other that, you know, looking at each other, there was something about her that betrayed her, that she is with Christ. Just <laughs> like Peter couldn't hide it. Right. And uh, she professed the same thing towards me. So uh, thank God for Christians everywhere.
0: Amen. Praise the Lord. True Christians. <laughs>
1: Born again Christians. Praise God.
0: Thank you, Brother Bob. Uh, let's uh, Began at uh, verse 1. The Bible says, I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it through the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my people, those of my own race. The people of Israel, theirs is the adoption to sonship. Theirs the divine glory, the covenants, the receiving of the law, the temple worship, and the promises. Amen. Let's do a, a few questions now. We'll just uh, break this up tonight like uh, kind of like I did last time. I kind of was able to follow along and get something out of it a little better that way. Amen. Uh, well, we're doing the first three. Uh, uh, actually, actually, I read one over anyway. <laughs> but let's go to the questions uh, uh, in our book, uh, the Engaging God's Word. Amen. See, we got we got more done in the front, and just a little, little less than half in the back. Amen. Praise the Lord. Number uh, one says, "What words or phrases reveals Paul's emotions?" as he considers Israel's rejection of the Gospel. Brother Ernie? Well,
2: the Bible tells us that Paul had great sorrow mm-hmm. and unceasing grief. That really touched him.
0: Amen. To Amen. For the people of Israel. Amen. For the people of his race. Amen. Praise God. Question two says, why do you think Paul might feel the need to convince his readers of his deep concern for the Israelites. Go ahead, Sister uh, Elizabeth.
3: Um, he wanted them to understand the magnitude of their poor decisions because I think it's one of those things where it's like when you're looking at your kids and you're like, I'm not mad at you, but I'm really disappointed. Yeah. Like he really wanted to stress mm-hmm. the, the consequences of their actions. And
0: yeah. And uh, it's kind of like a uh, kind of like a paradox. The Jews are his people. He, he's a Jew. He was a Pharisee. He was uh, he was the top dog of everything. I mean, he, he was one of the smartest men to walk the planet. And uh, but he was a Christian. And because he was a Christian, these same people that he loved persecuted him, wanted to kill him. And and attempted so several occasions. Amen. (laughs) They just couldn't do it. Amen. They just couldn't get the job done. But uh, so he was kind of in that paradox there. Uh, So um, so I guess he 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 needed to uh, uh, convince people that uh, you know he was serious about saving these Jewish uh, his Israelites or his Jewish people, even though they persecuted him. You know, it. it uh, he's just had a true burden. Amen. I've I've heard heard of uh, people, missionaries, and 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 what have you, people that would really have a just a deep burden uh, that God would put on their heart and, and, and cause them to get up and, and move and take their family to a land, to uh, to a place that they didn't speak the language and didn't know what. Uh, the next move was. I've heard of some of the great men of old, uh, especially uh, during the early uh, days of Pentecost, they would just up and go. They would hear a word from God and they would go with no money in their pocket and the clothes on their back and they would just go to places. Amen. And they did some great things. Praise God. Question three says, considering Paul's brilliant, logical mind, do you find his statement in Verses one to three, surprising. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, question three. Because if you think about it, it sounds a little different than uh, than, than Paul. Hmm. Well, I know I'm reading question three. We <laughs> yeah, have
4: 18, Exodus three. 32, 31, 32. What's similar? Read Exodus 32, 31, 32, 32. Yeah. What's similar do you find between
0: Paul? Well, oh, that's in my book, it's uh that's question four. Is Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. don't know
1: why I said three. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, considering Paul's brilliant logical mind, do you find his statement in verses 1 to 3 surprising? If it's,
1: Paul wishing himself to be a person?
0: Yeah. Which? Yeah, I can Yeah, what we, what we might have here is uh, two, two editions of the same book. And, uh, you know, one's been uh, revised... And, uh, but anyway, uh, the, the answer to that is basically, it's more, because uh, you see how methodic uh, that Paul is in laying out all these uh, concepts of the gospel of, of Abraham and, and, and uh, of, of a slave to sin. He, he, he's real logical, but uh, in these first three verses, he's very raw and emotional. He's just like, he's left his logical mind just to raw emotion uh, of his love uh, for Israel, basically. And then for question four, I have read Exodus 32, uh, verses 31 to 32. What similarity similarity, uh, do you find uh, between Paul and Moses, Brother Ernie?
2: Both of those took a strong stand for God's people.
0: Against, against who? <laughs> against
2: the enemy.
0: Well, they stood up to God, basically. Yeah,
2: they stood up to God. They took a strong stand for
0: God. <laughs> it's kind of scary. <laughs> okay. Elizabeth? I had to piggyback off of what
3: Brother Ernie said, I put they were both willing to suffer the consequences of others. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I can remember reading uh, uh, this part of the Bible when I was like a new convert. And it was like, whoa, <laughs> Moses, <laughs> what are you doing here? You know, because I was just kind of learning God and and I was reading the Bible and uh, and God, God seemed pretty tough there. <laughs> people, the, the ground opened up and swallowed people up. Uh, People uh, started complaining and complaining for meat, and God gave them quail, and then they choked on it and, and died. And, and then here's Moses said, well, God, you might as well just start with me, you know. If you're going to kill him, then kill me too, you know. God, he was just putting his neck on the line, amen. And I, it, it just, And God said, okay, his mercy, God's mercy took over, and that's an awesome thing amen and you know you just realize that God looks at repentance and God looks at you know uh, our passionate pleas amen and, and he takes them seriously yes, and you know out of his love for us amen he does. brother David
4: also shows you a shepherd's heart mm-hmm
0: Only, only eternity will tell. You know uh, uh, what, what what pastors do sometimes in the background that they don't tell anybody. Right. You know that they don't they don't tell everybody because it's like this: if a pastor took pulpit time to tell everybody about his week and all the sacrifices he made, you know it'd be so depressing. <laughs> you know. <laughs> the the, the gospel is supposed to lift you up, you know. Amen. But, uh, it, it, but Pastor Willie's right. You know, pastor's heart. Uh, amen. It it takes it, it takes a sacrificial heart to be able to be in a position like that. Praise the Lord. Next question is: Read Isaiah fifty three, verses six through 8, 2 Corinthians five twenty one, and Galatians three thirteen. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living for the transgression of my people he was punished. Mm. Praise the Lord. Then 2 Corinthians 5.21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Think about that for a minute. Do you know how hard it is for me to say I am the righteousness of God? In, even if I put on the end in Christ Jesus. It, it just doesn't sound right because I know, I know all my faults and failures and my proclivities and, and all my uh, tendencies and, uh, to mess up. and Amen. Uh, but yet... He's called us the righteousness of God. Amen. Amen. That's, an awesome, that's an awesome thought. And then there's one more uh, scripture, Galatians 3.13. Christ, Christ redeemed us from the curse. the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. Amen. He took our curses. I don't, I don't know, you get these weird, uh, I've heard of some of these deliverance ministries and they're talking about you know, all these generational curses and they got the whole church uh, digging up all these generational curses. Well, you know what? My generational curses were broken back at Calvary. Amen. I don't need someone to convince me I'm cursed. I'm not cursed. Amen. I am blessed. Amen. Jesus took all of those curses from me. Amen. Amen. That's an awesome, awesome thought. But how how did Christ actually do what Paul was willing to do for Israel's sake? How How did Christ do what Paul was wanting to do? Amen. Another way to put that. Brother Bob, go ahead.
1: Mm -hmm. for his brother's sake uh, his own uh, people uh, the Israelites but Christ didn't do any wishful anything (laughs) he went to the cross and uh, what he actually went to the cross as a substitute sacrifice for our sins
0: right anybody want to tag anything else on that You know, the thought that comes to my mind, Paul had the desire, but he wasn't qualified. Yeah, he he had, he had that same spirit of Christ, but he didn't have the sinless nature uh, that Christ was born with, and amen, praise the Lord. Jesus is, has blessed us so much, Hallelujah. That was part A Yeah. Isaiah
4: and Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, shall I and who will go for me us? Then I said, Here I am
0: And then uh, part B is kinda kinda sorta related to that question is what is the difference between what Paul offered and what Jesus accomplished uh, Sister Elizabeth um, I wrote Paul was not a per- perfect sacrifice like Jesus was
3: Paul's mm-hmm. So when Christ went, he was able to fulfill God's promise, and Paul can't do that. He can't will it into existence. Right. That was not his burden to bear. It wasn't given to him from
0: God. Amen. Praise God. Anybody else have anything to add? or? All right, let's go on to uh, the next section, uh, verses 4 and 5, Israel's promises and privileges. We can read uh, verse 4 again. We'll read verse 4 and 5. The people of Israel, theirs is the adoption to sonship. Theirs the divine glory, the covenants, the receiving of the law, the temple worship, and the promises. Theirs are the patriarchs, and from them is traced the human ancestry of the Messiah, who is God over all, forever praised. Amen. Question six says, uh, what are some of the great privileges that God gave the Israelites? Go ahead, Brother Ernie.
2: Some of the great privileges, well, they had adoption as His sons, sons of God, mm-hmm. and the God's glory, the covenants that God promised, and they had the fulfillment of the law.
0: Right. Now, God didn't choose them because they were any better human beings than anybody else. Actually, I think uh, one one part says he chose them because they were so small. They were smaller than the rest of the other great nations around them. Amen. But God chose them uh, and gave them all of these things. Amen.
1: Mm-hmm. He loved them, and, and that's why he chose them. And who are we to tell God who to choose or who not to choose?
0: Right. Amen. Uh, which privilege? Uh, uh, question seven. Which privilege that Paul listed would the Israelites probably take exception to? Elizabeth. Uh,
3: so for this question, I feel like it was maybe it was left a little open ended on purpose mm-hmm. because I wasn't sure when they said, you know, um, what privilege would the Israelites probably take exception to? I wasn't sure if they meant for themselves. Or maybe Gentiles. So I kind of had two answers there. <laughs> I said um, for themselves I could see that they would probably take exception to receiving of the laws like some of the laws mm-hmm. because if you looked by the time that Jesus had gotten there they had taken the ten original commandments and they had added a whole bunch of other laws on top of it. So that was right. essentially them making exceptions because they felt like God's word wasn't good enough mm-hmm. and it needed more stipulations. And then for others I was Right, and I feel like that would be an exception that
0: they would hold towards Gentiles. Mm-hmm. It's like a covenant; you have two sides to it. God keeps His part, but when you have a covenant, you have to keep your part too. And uh, I kind of thought that they might have taken exception a little bit to uh, the ancestry of the Messiah, and especially, uh, especially the way Paul preached, you know, and and. And, and revealed the, the uh, Jesus as the Messiah. I'm sure that they would have taken exception to that. Most of them did. Amen. Question eight says: Read verses four and five with Genesis twelve three and twenty two eighteen. What was God's ultimate purpose for the privileges He gave the Israelites? Let's go to uh, Genesis twelve three. I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And then 22, the other, yeah, 22, 18. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Amen. So back to uh, the question. Uh, uh, I lost it here. Oh there there we are. Um, what was God's ultimate purpose for the privileges he gave the Israelites? He blessed them for what purpose? Yeah, to bless all nations. amen. And uh, part B of the, uh, question eight says, "What insight does that give you about the responsibility that, uh, that accompanies God-given privilege? How does your answer apply to you personally? The privileges that God gives up gives us. What kind of responsibility do we carry? Amen. We we've, we've been given a gospel." to be saved by? Go ahead, Elizabeth.
3: I didn't have that question in my book either. So oh, okay. i kind of here for a All right. an yeah. um, So I think that when we ourselves become Christians, um, you know, obviously, like you said, God gives us the gospel, our book. Mm-hmm. Know, we're supposed to spread the word of him, and we're supposed to share it with others, mm-hmm. and we're being entrusted with spreading his word in a way that is unbiased, like not, it doesn't, it shouldn't Mm -hmm. hold our opinions, it should be the straight doctrine, and also we're supposed to behave in a way that would bring glory to his name and honor to Jesus, and that is a big responsibility, and I think that a lot of people, when they choose to follow Christ, they don't think about the way that the things that they do, the things that they say, can reflect badly on God.
0: Right. Reminds me of an old song way back in the day. Said I wasn't going to tell nobody, but I couldn't keep it to myself. Oh, I couldn't keep it to myself, but I couldn't keep it to myself. Amen. It's just that, you know, we have a responsibility, you know, to tell everybody what's happened to us. Amen. We've been saved for a purpose. And that purpose is to help somebody else get saved. Amen. Okay. Praise the Lord. Question nine says, with all the Isra- Israelites' privileges, why is there a sense of tragedy in Paul's tone in verses one through five? Go ahead. Elizabeth? Yeah, seven. Um, that's seven in our books. Do. Oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. this beautiful gift from God and they slander that. Right. And it's like uh, the stark irony. Uh, uh, you know, here they are, God's chosen people. They've been given all these privileges, the revelation, uh, the the word of God, and yet they reject the Messiah they've been waiting for for all these years. Exactly. Uh, Brother Ernie, go ahead.
2: A sense of tragedy, what Paul was feeling. He actually wished he was accursed Separated from Christ. Mm-hmm. That's how bad he was feeling. At
0: mm-hmm. time. Right. Because he saw that, he saw that. Uh, disparity there. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's kind of like the, the church. If you've ever seen on these videos, a police officer goes to a situation, he's surrounded. What does he do? He calls for backup. Uh-huh. The church needs to learn how to call for backup. But right. <laughs> yeah. Things are going <laughs> wrong.
0: Right. Not the question is not in the book, but has anybody here, here ever had that feeling that Paul had m- with maybe some of your own family that you tried to tell them the gospel? No, I, you know, I'm not in that religious stuff. And, you, know, so. you have
4: a despair in your heart, because you know if they don't receive it, you, you
5: know
3: the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and on one hand you want you want them obviously very strongly want them to choose to choose Jesus so that you can be with them forever you know in heaven and, and things like that and that they can have this salvation too but on the other hand you're torn you don't want to be you don't want to be like heavy handed with them either so you right. kind of Especially
0: depending on what the dynamic of the relationship might be. Right. Next section is Romans uh, chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. It's uh, talking about authentic Israel. Uh, let's read uh, verse 6 and 7. It is not as though God's word had failed, for not all who are descended from Israel are Israel. Hmm. Nor because they are his descendants are they all Abraham's children. On the contrary, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. So he said, just because someone's born uh, physically a Jew doesn't mean that they're part of Israel. So he's tr- kind of getting down to the nitty-gritty now. He's trying to kind of trying to tell us something, uh, Elizabeth. That's, that's where it's going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's why the scripture is there to <laughs> make us uh, shake awake. It is. It
4: can't do when we say everybody's a child of God, everybody's not a child of God. We're all God's children. We're all God's creation. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, uh, in verse six, uh, Paul uh, specifically points out it's not as though God's word had failed. And question ten, or the next question, <laughs> says uh, for further study: Why might some people assume God's word had failed? And it also says, see Genesis seventeen three to eight and Deuteronomy twenty eight fifty eight to sixty six. That's a lot of reading. Um uh, but uh, uh, I think it's so uh And, uh, and another thing I saw on top of that is down through the years, all the many times that uh, the Jews were in this cycle, uh, they get right with God, they have a big revival, then they fall into sin, judgment falls, and then they go into repentance, and then they have a big revival, and, and the cycle repeats and repeats. Well. why why isn't the Word of God uh, taking root in these people? Why isn't the Word of God working here? Uh, Haley, go ahead.
6: I was just thinking. In current day, too, like people still do
0: the same thing. Mm-hmm. Human nature never changes. Amen. And if you look at the uh, ups and downs of Israel, you can probably put your own life uh, side by side and say, you know, I've been through some ups and downs, and, and, uh, and I was part of the blame for it, <laughs> you know. Amen. So uh, Israel is there for a purpose. Israel shows us us. Amen. They, they, they show human nature. They, they weren't worse than anybody else. <laughs> Amen. All of sin comes short of the glory of God. Um, read Romans 9, 8, and 9, Genesis 15, 1 through 6, 17, verses 15 to 19, uh, chapter 21, verses 1 to 7, and Galatians 4, 21 to 31. I hope you read it. <laughs> That's a lot of reading. Um, that was not in my book. It's not in your book? It says, How would you explain to someone unfamiliar with the Bible what Isaac, why, uh, or that Isaac was the child of promise? And I guess it's, it's basically looking at, uh, you know, Isaac uh, wasn't even the firstborn. Uh, Ishmael was the firstborn, you know, why did God uh, pick Isaac over, over Ishmael, you know, and, and basically uh, the Bible just saying, you know, God has a prerogative he has his own, he has the sovereignty to, to decide, amen, I mean he had I mean Isaac was in his plan from the beginning and Ishmael wasn't in his plan from the beginning But God has His own druthers, as the old saying would go. Unfortunately for Ishmael, because he was really an innocent party in this whole situation. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to read this. Uh, Brother Kirk put something up. Brother Dwayne, uh, Ezekiel 36, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit, and I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone and flesh and give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. You shall dwell in the land. Right. But at the same time, you caused this. Had you waited on God, this wouldn't even be an issue for you. And sometimes we have to do the hard thing because we got to have God.
0: Brother Ernie. Another thing uh,
2: it says that uh, not all who descended from Israel belong to Israel. There's a statement that Paul made you are not a Jew outwardly, but within the heart. Mm
5: -hmm.
7: Right. That's what
2: Jesus comes to do.
0: We have the circumcised heart. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Question uh, 12. What impact did the Israelites' rejection of Christ have on the validity of God's promise? And how could this encourage you? Elizabeth?
3: It's right. unshakable, it's unmovable, it's unchangeable. Nobody can force him to do any different. He's God. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I also, when I was thinking about my answer for, for that question, I had um, gone and looked up a, a verse for Hebrews 13, 8, and I wrote, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Mm-hmm. Because people love to put twists and turns and agendas on biblical standing, but if you're... Ever the scripture and you'll figure it out and I'm not just talking about the sentence, I'm just the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, also to brother, Dave,
4: uh I believe it's Colossians, um, maybe Ephesians where God talks about his plan of Colossians, where God talks about his plan to bring Israel and uh, and uh, and us into the same family. Mm-hmm. Right, because when Israel rejects God, it's kind of like just like if I had to give something to somebody, it would make good sense if I gave it to my child first. If I had a car, I would give it to my child first, and then if my child doesn't want it, I say, "Okay, here you go." He offered all of this to Israel first. Mm-hmm. right that he intended to be rejected <laughs> by Israel and he intended to bring us all together into one big family and he will redeem Israel
0: amen and The thing that came to my mind is uh, there's a lot of people that don't believe Jesus is coming back well that doesn't matter to God he's coming back anyway mm-hmm. you know <laughs> ready or not here I come amen yeah. praise the lord next question is according to Romans 2:28 and 29 who is a real Jew and this is see also Galatians 3 6 and 7 26 and 29 Yeah brother Ernie mentioned that a minute ago it's it's a state of the heart not if, if you have a you're wearing a yarmulke or uh, or wearing the little fringe little fringy things on on the belt or or uh, or anything like that uh, it's It's of the heart. Next question is, how would you state Paul's point in verses uh, 6 and 7 in your own words? How would you uh, paraphrase Romans 9, 6, and 7 in your own words? Elizabeth, go ahead.
3: I said God's promise is not only for Jews, but for anyone who believes in their heart that Christ is Lord. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Anybody got something uh, to add to that?
4: He, he gives us a hint. He, he doesn't say, and I will make you the father of Israel, the nation of Israel. Mm-hmm. He says, I will make you the father of many nations.
5: Right.
0: Amen. <laughs> Next section is uh, Romans nine eight through thirteen, children of the promise. Amen. Let's uh, let's read a few verses, uh, starting at verse eight. Let me give them a second here to pull that up. All right. In other words, it is not the children by physical descent who are God's children. But it is the children of the promise who are regarded as Abraham's offspring. For this was how the promise was stated. At the appointed time I will return, and Sarah will have a son. Not only that, but Rebecca's children were conceived at the same time by our father Isaac. Yet before the twins were born or had done anything good or bad in order that God's purpose in election might stand, not by works, but by him who calls, she was told, the older will serve the younger. Just as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. Amen. Uh, the, yeah, that is that is some uh, 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 scriptures that you will wrestle with, if, 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 and it takes some understanding. It takes some um, some seeking God to, to understand. You know, is God really that harsh? You know, it's 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 uh, not as bad as it looks on the outside. Once, once you dig into it, but uh, it it's put there for uh, a purpose to help us to understand. Uh, The difference uh, especially between the children of the flesh and the children of promise Uh, the first question in this section says in verse 8 to whom does each of these phrases refer A says children of the flesh and B says children of the promise who who are we talking about here Uh, Elizabeth go ahead Um,
3: so for children of the flesh I wrote people who do not follow God
0: probably interject uh, people of faith. Amen. Amen. Someone got something to add to that? All right, moving a lot right along to verse uh, for the next uh, question it says based on verse 11 how would you explain God's choice of Jacob rather than Esau? Now, th- think about those two characters for a minute. Esau a big hairy man uh wasn't really very interest, interested in spiritual things and then you have this uh, backstabbing the uh, underhanded uh, deceiver named Jacob uh, tricking his daddy and, uh, and cheating uh, his older brother out of the birthright <laughs> How, how's God going to look at either one of them <laughs> it's
4: the nature of the heart that uh, Esau was profane mm-hmm. Um, and uh yeah that's who who he would be he would be a reverent not really care about god and brash he saw uh jacob was
1: he was dishonest but he believed Mm -hmm. yeah you know
4: some people just ain't into god they know he's there but uh and they have some amount of matter of respect
1: right
3: Yeah. That tells you how much he thought of it. He didn't, he didn't really think it was a big deal. He said, okay, whatever, I guess you can have this silly little birthright. You know, the faith wasn't there. Right. Jacob saw it as important where Esau
0: didn't. And if, if we go back in time for just about, a, what, a year ago, or a little more, when we did Genesis, remember how we studied uh, yeah. Jacob and how Jacob changed. He, the way Jacob ended up was a different man than what he started out, yes. and God is able. God is able to know these things. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows how that we can start off really kind of rough, but you know, under the the uh, direction of the Holy Spirit and and the Word of God working in us, we can change into completely different people than what we used to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. We we have Obi. You you think you got problems right now? You think you're not perfect right now? You know, you think you're uh, you're just a mess. You know, uh, think you're a hot mess, or think you're you know you're tore up from the floor up. Amen. (laughs) Just just give yourself a break and and trust Jesus. Trust uh, the power of the Holy Spirit working in your life. Trust the power of the word. The word this the, the word itself has a power to change our thinking to change our perspective, our mindset, amen, uh, so God's not done with you yet, amen, amen. <laughs> sister work, God's not done with you yet, <laughs> amen, and I, I believe as long as God lets us uh, uh, stay alive, he's still changing us and, and, and perfecting us, amen, all the way up, amen, brother Bob, go ahead.
5: Mm-hmm. Well
1: the profane the word profane explained here is relating or devoted to that which is not sacred or biblical, secular rather than religious. Mm-hmm. Right. He sold birthright. And and, and that, that's because he but this is this is God looking into a person's heart.
0: And I th- I think the Bible even says in one place that he despised the so, birthright. Yeah. And I, I think that Esau he really didn't care about the birthright until he realized that he was missing out on the main part of the inheritance that's when it became an uh an issue wait a minute you know that little that little runt of a brother he's getting the the major portion of the uh of the inheritance he didn't think about that he didn't care about all the you know the family traditions and you know because uh it was transferred uh, the birthright was transferred by the blessing of the father amen yeah. it it uh it was a spiritual it was a spiritual thing that was happening. I think Esau saw his birthright
3: or his blessing as more of a burden. It was more like an
0: obligation. He You're the older brother, you gotta hold, got to hold the, the standard and <laughs> God, you
3: know, what I want for you We're born first, and just like, Okay,
1: Dad.
0: Yeah. You know. Brother Bob.
1: Powerful.
0: He sought it with tears. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find it. Right. I don't know. Uh, I've ran across people uh, that uh, would cry like a baby, you know, uh, because of something they lost. You know, didn't really mean they were sorry for what, you know, for the, you know, getting drunk and, you uh, wrecking a car and killing someone, you know, and a a lot of tears afterward, but, you know, and people like that, that, you know, end up with another DUI or something, you know. They weren't, that wasn't repentance, amen. That was just sorry they got caught. Yeah, exactly. You know, so there, and I I said all that to lead up to, there's a thing called godly sorrow. That's when God convicts the heart, and, and we realize that, you know, we sinned against a holy God. We sinned against our Father, and not just, uh, you know, the man upstairs, or, you know, uh, I, I hate that term, uh, by the way. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> or, you know, or, you know, I sinned against uh, whatever that is out there, or, or, or the higher power or something. No, we sinned against the Almighty God, our Father. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah. 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 Well, a lightning bolt didn't hit me. I must. I. I must not be uh, doing so bad. You know that bad. You know.
5: Right.
4: sign that says Pastor on my uh for going to the hospital that I have up there. So I pulled up beside the lady, she let her go. I hugged the horn. I held up the sign to the window that says Pastor, she's going 70 miles an hour, she just says, and holds up both hands. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the point
5: where I had to catch myself because I was I was about to be not so Christian at the time. And uh, <laughs>
4: had a respect for people of faith or whatever faith that may be and now people now they don't they don't have any kind of respect <laughs> yeah you know for any
3: of that. yeah they make buckles. Yeah. They make buckles, they us, they call us foolish. Yeah. Brainwashed toxic. They get on your they get on your mm-hmm. Facebook post and they come
0: in on your post like, this is my page. Don't get on your own page. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're <laughs> right.
3: Yeah. right
0: there they're waiting for it because they're trying to beat you they want to see how far they can push the christian yeah the christian doesn't act christian then that they, then they'll have a uh a, a way to accuse <laughs> you know like oh mr christian there yeah
3: Yeah. <laughs> so the chance that I might, you know, step out on the flesh and say something not so kind is still very much a possibility. I'm trying to control it, but it doesn't mean it can't happen. Right.
4: Oh, yeah. The lady in traffic I was the one, she was gonna get the prize. That sit at lunch counters, and they will call them names, they will curse at them, they will be knowingly abusive to them, because they knew when you get into this setting, you won't have to react because it's become, you're used to mm, Yeah. and as Christians, I think, we have to become used to an irreverent culture, and just accept the fact that, that although the church is still growing, and God is so powerful, there are some people that will not accept us. Right.
0: And, you know, uh, just become aware of the fact that when you walk away and do the right thing, there's a divine pat on the back. Exactly. Hmm. And it worked for that. Even Jesus went through the temple
3: with a whip. Yeah, right.
5: (laughs)
1: Stephen that stole it because they couldn't stand it, you it know, because his face was shiny. Yeah, it was so full of the Holy Ghost, you know. Mm-hmm.
3: And I, I rely, see. I rely on the Holy Spirit. Same. I can't tell you how many times people try Amen. to say something to me or come at me sideways, and my flesh immediately is like, Okay, you want to go? Let's go. And I'm typing out a whole paragraph,
7: and then I hear the Holy Spirit, ah, ah, mm-hmm. you better delete that. Stop it. <laughs>
3: Uh, It it hurts your ego because your ego wants to keep going because you want to prove them wrong. You want to argue them. You want to tell them how wrong they are, but that's not what we're called to do.
5: (laughs) Right. Right.
6: Yeah, sometimes people
4: mm mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. You know what? What are you mad about? Then this is a
4: fairy tale, you know. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's something about the conviction of the gospel. Yeah. My pastor, old spiritual father, he said, "The word will do one of two things. It's going to draw you. It's going to drive you. Mm-hmm. It's going to draw you to it. It's going to drive you from it because you can't take it."
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's read the last. Uh, Last few uh, verses, uh, starting at verse 14. We'll wrap this up. Praise the Lord. What then shall we say? Is God unjust? Not at all. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. It does not, therefore... Depend on human desire or effort, but on God's mercy. For scripture says to Pharaoh, I raised you up for this very purpose, that I might display my power in you, and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. Therefore, God has mercy on whom he wants to have mercy, and he hardens whom he wants to harden. One of you will say to me, Then why does God still blame us? For who is able to resist his will? But who are you, a human being, to talk back to God? Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, Why did you make me like this? I guess we read a couple over, but that's all right. (laughs) And uh it could sound unfair, but my, my, my answer to all this is that God saw the end from the beginning. God knows the heart of man. God God knows, you know, God knew what Pharaoh was before Pharaoh knew what Pharaoh was. And God knew that Pharaoh would, would never, you know, uh, be the man that would... Uh, let his people go. Amen. Yeah. It's almost like that. uh, Well, that's the kind of person that Pharaoh is and I'm dealing with my people. So I need a Pharaoh uh, to, uh, to deal with my people, you know, so, so God can, God has the sovereignty to uh, do what he wants with, with, with whomever. It doesn't mean God's unfair or unjust. It's just that God saw, saw who Pharaoh was long before, and he needed a Pharaoh to deal with his people. And, and I'm sure that, uh, there's plenty of Pharaohs and probably in our lives, you know, that, that boss at work that just gave you, uh, gave you, uh, the business. Amen that next door neighbor that gave you the business, that that person in your life that was a thorn in your side, you know,
5: Yeah. To, to, to let
4: them know that I'm, I'm God, <laughs> I, I, can't, I won't tell you who because it would be controversial, but there's a preacher and he, he left the church where he lost his church. Uh, and, and he lost his church because he started telling people, you can't go to hell. There's no hell. Or, mm. there's no hell. Universalism. And now it seemed like I was looking, and that person seemed like they were getting a huge following again of people who believe what they believe. Yeah. Right. If, if, here's the thing. If you don't respect God, God will make you respect him. One way or another.
1: Even if it's not on this earth, every need, not maybe, shall Yeah. Not.
0: And uh, my rule of thumb: If you think is God unfair in any way, just wait, just 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 wait till the end. Wait wait till everything is said and done, and then you'll see that God is the most fair, just uh, person ever. You'll see that everything was fair, everything was just.
4: Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. And so, when they would, he would not drop the hem on somebody you would think he should be, and then he'd drop the hem on somebody else that you would think would make it. And people are like, well, how dare they? Just because you don't know what he knows. Right.
0: amen and uh you know a lot of times we get the idea god's supposed to follow us around and make our life perfect Hmm. you know like what what's what's wrong god why what did i do to deserve all this you know
7: Mm-hmm. With evil your way. right
0: So when uh, so when life is kind of tough and the devil's throwing everything he can at you and you, you even think that God's throwing everything he can at you, just remember, we go back in the last uh, chapter, chapter 8, verse 28, all things work to the good, to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Amen. Just because, just because you can't understand, it doesn't mean that God's trying to be mean, mean to you. God's trying to make your life miserable. But it's going to work for your good one way or another. And a lot of times it takes a few gray hairs to see the difference. Amen. And, and, and I've, I've learned a lot of things I went through in my younger, younger days. If I would have got my way, my life would have been a wreck. You know. It's like that. uh, What is the country song? The you know, thank God for the prayers He never answered, or something like that. Because I prayed some stupid prayers, you know. I I prayed for some stupid things that would have been just horrible. It would have been, you know, it would have been a train wreck. Amen. So, right. Well, we don't let let our uh, toddlers play with scorpions and snakes and sharp objects and stuff like that. We know it's not good for them, and uh, God looks out for us as well. Amen. Praise the Lord. I think we're to pray, and have a good evening. Amen. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your holy word. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord, for your will and working in our lives lord for our our own good we thank you lord for your sovereign uh, nature lord and and the way that uh, you arrange things lord we we think we know best sometimes lord and lord we know that uh, you are the author and the finisher of our faith we know oh lord that uh, if we are faithful to you and we trust in you and we follow you lord And, Lord, even when we don't understand, if we'll just be obedient unto your will, Lord, that things will work out for us uh, the best they can. Oh, Lord, we know that your will is the best, Lord, and uh, we can just trust you. We can put our our lives into your hands. Oh, Lord, we can trust you through this, Lord, and we thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Trust him.